Welcome back to yet another episode of the MicroConf podcast. This is a MicroConf tactics episode where we take the audio from one of our YouTube videos called B2B versus B2C SaaS, which is more profitable. And if you haven't checked out the comments on this YouTube video, you really need to click through because this was a spicy one. I got people saying, this is a B2C or isn't a B2C SaaS. I had people saying things like, I think Spotify is a SaaS, but to me, you're not paying for software. It's, it's content as a service. So it was actually a pretty interesting comment flow. And you can see that link in the show notes. And if you want to see the full video, obviously click through and you can watch it there. Pro tip, watch it on 2x speed like I do. And I think the video is only about 10 or 11 minutes long. But either way, I hope you enjoy this little walkthrough of my thought process of not only which is more profitable, B2B versus B2C, just which is the better business model. Even if you know the answer, you might not know the full thought process. Before we dive into that, MicroConf Mastermind Matching is back. We only do this a couple times a year. And if you're not familiar with what a mastermind is, it's a group of like-minded founders with similar experiences working towards a single shared goal, and it's the success of all the individuals. So we look at your revenue, your team size, your strengths, your goals, and several other data points, and we'll match you up with a few other founders, and you can decide whether you want to meet once a month or every other week, and you're going to dig into your businesses, and you're going to have folks giving you support, ideas, sounding boards. These are founders that will be along for the ride for your entrepreneurial journey. And we're trying something new this year where we have a three-month program where you can connect with some great minds in sales, business development, marketing, and more. And if you're making more than a million dollars a year, I'm personally hosting monthly office hours where we'll get together and talk all things SaaS. If this sounds interesting, head to microconf.com slash masterminds to learn more and to review our pricing. Applications open January 25th. They close on February 3rd and we'll be sending matches between February 8th and the 15th. That's microconf.com slash masterminds. In this video, I'm gonna talk B2B versus B2C SaaS and talk about which one's more profitable. It's gonna be a bare knuckle cage match between B2B and B2C. And if you hang out till the end of the video, I'm gonna tell you a third type of SaaS that I believe might be the best of all. I'm Rob Walling. I've started six companies, had multiple exits, written three books about building startups, and I've invested in more than 100 companies. So let's talk about it. B2C, what is that? Well, it's business to consumer. So it means your business is selling to consumers. B2B is when my business is selling to other businesses. And in the case of SaaS that we're gonna talk about today, software as a service, you've heard of B2B SaaS companies like Slack, Salesforce, MailChimp, Zapier, Drip, Signwell, SavvyCal, Castos, Squadcast. Some of those are huge, massive public companies and others of those are bootstrapped and mostly bootstrapped startups that are in this microconf tiny seed ecosystem. What's interesting is when we think of B2C subscription apps, not SaaS, just subscriptions, we think of things like Netflix, Spotify, HBO Max. Those are content companies, right? You're not paying for the software. You don't care that there's software there. What you want is the music or the new season of Bridgerton or the next episode of House of the Dragon. So those are not companies that we consider SaaS. And in fact, B2C SaaS is actually quite rare. Most SaaS is aimed at other businesses. Small B2B SaaS is extremely, extremely rare. In fact, I struggled to come up with a SaaS app that truly caters to consumers. That's because B2C SaaS, if it works, works at really large scale. I mean, where you have a million or five million customers. The reason that it's so rare and that it really only works at scale is because building and managing SaaS is expensive, right? And finding customers is expensive and onboarding them and keeping them around. 
and consumers are cheap. Consumers don't want to pay a lot and they're going to churn. You're going to have a high churn. So really doing it at a small scale, we'll take a look at some numbers in a minute of how that actually looks. It's very, very difficult. And most people who start in B2C at a small scale, they quickly turn and start selling to businesses is usually what happens. Here's some examples that I was thinking of that you might think of as B2C SaaS, but really they all kind of switch to B2B or they have the bulk of their revenue comes from B2B. So the first is Dropbox and it really did start as selling to individuals. But these days, if you go look at their public filings, because they're a public company now, 80% of subscribers use Dropbox for work. So you are effectively selling it to businesses. And if people are not using it for work, I know that I would not have upgraded. I didn't have the need to upgrade until I started using Dropbox at my day job. Apple's iCloud is another one, right? It's built on top of a hardware business. And it's estimated that less than 2% of Apple's revenue is from iCloud. It's a service and it is um, storage service, but it's Apple, right? And they're making it work at scale. This is not a 10,000 or $5 million business. This is something at massive, massive scale. And frankly, the economics of it wouldn't work without the fact that they sell all this hardware. So if you're not in the position where you're gonna sell hundreds of millions of phones, you probably don't wanna go down that path. Another example is Microsoft Office, right? Cause they sell Word and Excel uh, as a subscription to consumers. It is a business, but again, it's at scale, right? This is not what we're talking about when we're talking about folks watching this channel. And I even thought of two examples I'm intimately familiar with, which are Castos, which is podcast hosting, and Squadcast, which is podcast recording, because they have consumer tiers for folks hosting Dungeons and Dragons podcast or fly fishing. And they do make some money from those. The tiers are whatever, $14, $19 a month. But I'll be honest, I know the ends of how their company works because I'm an investor and they make their real money from the more expensive folks. The cheap consumer tiers with their churn and with their low price just do not make up a substantial part of their business. So I might sound down on B2C SaaS and I kind of am. I ran a couple B2C companies. One was a software company, one was a physical products company and very different economics than a B2B company. And so let's just take a look. I thought of a true, relatively small scale B2C SaaS. It's one of the only ones I could think of. The business is called Roll20 and they have two pricing tiers of $6 and $10 a month. And it is a Dungeons and Dragons virtual tabletop. Get on Zoom with your friends, you pull up Roll20 and you can move tokens around, roll dice, and can basically play a tabletop version of D&D in Roll20. Let's do some quick math based on their $6 and $10 a month price points. They also have a free plan. We're gonna average that to $8 a month. So if they get a thousand customers, they're at $8,000 MRR. That won't even pay salary plus benefits for a single employee, thousand customers. Since they have their free plan, let's assume a pretty high free to paid conversion rate of over six to 12 months. And we'll say it's a 3% conversion rate. So they need 33,000 free users to get 1000 paid customers to be at that 8,000 MRR. I'm gonna assume 7% churn. Consumers churn higher than businesses, almost without exception. I bet their churn is higher than seven, but I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt in this example. Every month at 1,000 customers, they're losing 70 customers. So they need another 2,300 new free users every month to replace their churning customers. And additionally, let's say you have 20% conversion rate from visitors to free plan. You need 11,500 qualified visitors a month. And that's just to keep your head above water at 8K MRR when you really can't afford an employee. You can't afford to pay for any of this traffic because a payback period of four months is $32. And that's not enough money to invest in paid ads or invest in a lot of acquisition channels. In addition, just to get to a thousand customers, you would have needed to drive 165,000 qualified visits to your site at a 20% conversion rate. The economics are just really, really bad. 
And I haven't even talked about profitability, right? This is just top line revenue. But you can imagine that trying to build a profitable business on top of these bad unit economics are going to be challenging. Challenges that consumers are cheap. And so six and $10 is what they're willing to pay. So think about what Netflix, Spotify, and Hulu and HBO Max are priced at. Consumers don't want to pay more than 10 or $15. Whereas businesses will pay $50, $100, a month if it solves a pain point for them. Consumers also churn more often than businesses. And you have basically zero marketing costs to work with them because the average revenue per account is so low. I'm talking a lot about B2C so far. I'm going to dive into a B2B example in just a moment, give you my conclusion at the end of the video, but there's a companion video to this one. And if you're thinking about profitability, you should go check that one out. It's called Micro SaaS Products. Are they actually profitable? Where I dive into the economics of what it looks like to build a micro SaaS. All right, so let's take, I'll say a hypothetical B2B SaaS, but these numbers are pretty typical for pricing of 50, 100, $150 a month pricing plans. So with this, let's assume the average revenue per account per month is $80. So you need 100 customers for that same $8,000 of MRR that we looked at with Roll20. And let's assume 1% visit to trial and 50% trial to paid. You have credit card upfront. You need 20,000 qualified visitors total. If you were called with Roll20, you needed 165,000. And I'm going to assume your churn since it's businesses is a little lower, let's say 3%. So you're churning about three customers a month. So that means you need 600 uniques a month to replace them as opposed to that 11,500 number that I talked about above. And in this case, you can pay for traffic because you have budget. With a four month payback period, you can spend $320 to acquire each customer. The economics of this business are just completely different. And, and this is an average B to small, medium-sized business SaaS app. There are businesses with much better economics that have net negative churn. So you grow even when you don't add customers. It really is night and day in terms of the amount of revenue that you can pile on without going through the headache of supporting thousands of customers and the high churn, you know, plateauing, which is often what happens with folks who have these low price points. In terms of profitability, both could be profitable, of course, because you're bringing revenue in. And as long as you watch your expenses, you can have a profitable B2B or B2C SaaS company. My opinion, B2B is far better because you can charge more because your churn is lower. And for all the other reasons I went through as I walked through those examples. In a minute, I'm going to give you my bonus tip and talk about the third type of SaaS that I think is the best of all. But before I do that, I host a podcast every week called Startups for the Rest of Us. And you can head to startupsfortherestofus.com or go into any podcast app and subscribe. I really encourage you to do it. Each episode is me talking either with a guest, sometimes answering listener questions. Sometimes I have solo adventures where I talk about SaaS theories. I've shipped that podcast every week since 2010. And I love it if you'd come and join the community over there, startupsfortherestofus.com. And now for my bonus tip, there's B2B, there's B2C, and then there's B to both, which is when you have a dual funnel. And maybe this isn't technically B2C, but there are so many companies that I see that are crushing it. They're growing really well and have a very stable growth curve because they sell not only to more higher end customers who are paying 500 or $2,000 a month, but they also have a funnel of prosumers or consumers. Castos and Squadcast, who I mentioned earlier, who both cater to podcasts. One is a hosting provider and the other is recording software. They have this dual funnel where they have folks on the 15 to $20 a month plan that are obviously consumers and or prosumers. And then they have these big podcast networks or these companies that are willing to pay them thousands a month. And when you have that dual funnel, you have the power of having a lot of customers, which is good in the sense that it builds a brand. People talk about you online. People talk about you in Facebook groups and Slack groups and in forums. 
but you also have that power of the high average revenue per account because you're landing these big deals that give you these level steps, these level ups in MRR that the small deals, they, they pile up over time and they turn a little faster and they give you consistent growth, but not these big jumps that the high end of a dual funnel can give you. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this video. Hit the like and subscribe if you did. And next week, I'll be back with another video on building, launching and growing your SaaS. Thank you.